Hello, everybody. Hi, and welcome to the fifth episode of Unboxing Women, where we explore why women in the business are often called such a bitch. So our aim is to explore how and why, let me just adjust this for a second, <laughs> how and why women are marginalized in the music industry. And we will also broaden our view to the underlying aspects of modern society in general. So uh, we'll be chatting with our audience, so you and uh, asking questions every now and again, have a guest come on the show uh, to give us their view on the subject as well. So that's planned for the future. Um, yeah, so my name is Maike Rose and I am an independent artist, singer-songwriter based in Germany and uh, with me is my friend Dana Rex, Hi. who is also an independent recording artist, singer and songwriter based in Belgium. So this is a live stream on Facebook and Instagram and in a few days we will also be uploading this as a podcast to YouTube and Twitch. We're very excited about that. We're so excited. <laughs> <laughs> if you couldn't tell. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, um, we've got uh, a little bit of a topic lined up for today. We um, have. Yes, we have. I will, I will jump in. Um, today, we will discuss what feminism means to us, to women, to men, what it, they think it is what it they should think it is you know all of that good stuff <laughs> it's a bit of a daunting topic to be honest well, you know, we would wish they think it is we yes yeah. <laughs> <laughs> indeed yeah. i i posted um a little uh, meme today on my instagram um which i thought was super clear in just explaining like if you would explain to a child what feminism is And it, it, I'll, I'll explain it. It depicts a woman with a ball and chain and she's holding the, like the female, um, sign, uh, symbol, the female symbol, like uh, an axe. And so she's going to cut away the ball and chain. And that's what feminism is. And then what society thinks feminism is, is the same woman with the, 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 the female symbol axe, but she's about to chop off a man's head <laughs> on the block. And that's, you know, I think it's really clear to show feminism is not hate for men. It's free women. It's yeah. something, it's two totally different things. Yeah, it really boils it down to the basics, doesn't it? I love how memes and kind of gifts and just kind of artwork in general boils down um, big topics into the very basic um meanings behind them or the basic um drivers because that's really what it is isn't it so it's like the drive um what drives feminism yeah. is really just cutting off that ball and chain which is just you know it can be so many things it can be society it can be gender rules it can be tradition it can be religion it can be anything um and uh, it's just <laughs> I don't even know what to say. It's just such a such a huge thing. Um, yes, so. uh, it is. It is a big topic. I mean, I think it's our first really huge one, and mm. you know, we're a bit shaky. We're a bit, um, 
you know, do we want to be politically correct? Uh, yes and no. You know, we want to say what we think, but we don't want to uh, offend anybody. Everybody is so, fa you know, so easily offended nowadays. Mm -hmm. And it's not, this is not like a hate program where we bash people. It's a discussion. So actually, I'm going yeah. to check if, um, if any of oh. our listeners have anything to say um, on Facebook, that is. Let me just check yeah. if I can see that. I don't know if I if I open that if I would break anything here <laughs> on my stream. So uh, yeah, I think it's it's really interesting to see you know what what you 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 get a lot of when you talk about you know when you say I'm a feminist you get a lot of negative negativity around that and um, yeah. people think, thinking yeah. you're extre an extremist thinking you're an extremist. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of weird, though, isn't it? I mean, I guess there is there there definitely are those type of feminists who go to the extreme. Um, it's kind of similar to saying, um, you know, that again, uh, the saying that some people say, like, oh yeah, all lesbians are like butch people and they're super aggressive and they do manly things, and I'm just like, you know, that's really bullshit, and it's just kind of. <laughs> It's again. It's it. It doesn't matter what if you're a man or a woman. You just get people get boxed into some sort of category, and the same happens with feminism because yeah. there have been certain people who have shown characteristics that have been similar to one another. So, and they associated it with this term. So you just kind of go like, ooh, ooh, I can associate somebody with this term, and then say they're this. Oh, I like this. So let me just put them. I don't want to delve deeper into the topic. Nah. So, nah. Um, Yeah, um, it's it's very interesting how that happens, but that's a different topic. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> no, exactly. I'm going to check and see. Okay, a couple a couple of people are watching on Facebook. No mm. comments yet, so we're still good. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got we're... two, uh, one hi and one yo. On my, on yes, my that's good. Hi and yo. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about, uh, you know, what I was going to say and basically what mm. feminism is to me is is exactly getting rid of that ball and chain. And just uh, I think Katy Perry said it best um, two weeks ago, one week ago, she posted a thing because obviously she just released uh, her fifth album and she had just had a baby. Um, and a lot of people are asking her, you know, are you going to take a hiatus? Are you going to stop working and, you know, take care of that baby? And she's like, no, you know, I, I, I feel, I feel best when I'm doing what I love. And that's obviously making music. Um, and, and being with yeah. my fans. And that does not mean that I can't be with my daughter and my, my newborn child and take care of her as well. There's not, there's no, um, if or, you know, it's, it's and, and, mm -hmm. and we can do it all. Um, so yeah. why shouldn't we be allowed to? Um, mm. and, and she, she used the word archaic. And I think it was really, I think the, I'm going to try and quote her here, if I remember correctly. It's, uh, you know, having to choose between um, what you love or raising your child is so archaic, she said, uh, because you, you don't have to choose. You can, you can do both. And yeah. that's, that's what feminism is. It's, you know, free the woman. We can do it all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
It's very interesting because I've talked about this topic a couple of times, especially when you're talking about gender roles and like uh, pursuing your job, even though you've got children or, or, or whatever. And and um, I was talking about this with my family and um, it was just very interesting um, because for some reason, wait, now I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's I'm like not. fiddling with my microphone because no, it wasn't good. No, okay, it's, fine. it's good. Um, no, I've lost my train of thought, but it... it uh, mm. Well, you were talking to your family about it. Yeah. Well, did they have any reactions? Do do they have... What's their take on feminism? Uh, my family is very progressive um, in that way, which I think is also interesting that being progressive means that, you know, being a for equal rights means you're progressive yeah which in a sense it jo joins into the archaic thing doesn't it it does um but at the same time my family still follows gender roles in my parents relationship in a way mm -hmm. um but it just kind of it wasn't like my mum was forced to stay at home when when we when she got kids we got when she got kids <laughs> when you guys but, got kids exactly <laughs> no but um she did stay at home for a while and then she started working again later on in her life but um it's just kind of it's very weird because I look at that and I'm like oh I I know I don't want that I would not put up with um like if we're talking like partners specifically I wouldn't put up with someone who would expect me to do things I don't mind doing things that are like of a specific gender role but I don't like being expected to do those things that's the difference for that's me. it that's it I think you you hit the nail on the head there when you say you know mm -hmm. it if she chose to stay at home for her kids that's fine it's you know she has that choice and that's the thing you have the choice if you don't want to do that then you don't have to do that and you know that does that doesn't make her like a non-feminist or or somebody who's uh you know fine with the patriarchy not at all she just had that choice and at that moment she said yes we can do it and so i want to stay at home with my kids my mom was the same she stayed at home with me as well and she she didn't have to um yeah. so she you know she chose to be with me thanks mom uh <laughs> So, so I think it's, it's just having the choice is, is that the choice is there. That's the thing. That's what we should have. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not for a world yeah, where every woman has to, you know, yeah, be a career it's, it's woman. Really the, the choice that is what is, um, what essentially the, the ball and chain smashing thing is because without without having the choice you obviously feel chained because you yeah. you can't do anything else but the only thing for, for me um, the really essential thing about feminism is to not be expected to do a sp certain thing just yeah. based on gender it goes both ways you know it's also to be equal um, and also just to have the freedom to do whatever you want and not be judged for it yes in a way not know? be judged that's another good one Micah you're on a roll oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> no this yeah. is the, absolutely absolutely 
So um, you had looked up a couple of things uh, pertaining to the music industry because we were talking about this the other week. And um, we were saying, because I've, um, from companies that I've heard of, not in the music industry, um, I've always heard that, you know, the the CEO things, that it's kind of like a self-sustaining system. Yes. So there's like old white guys in charge who are... Um, it's know, a club. Very, um, yeah, it's kind of a club of old white guys. And um, I'm sure some of them are very nice people. But um, um, anyway, so they kind of uh, maybe a bit more conservative and then they will choose um, their successor based on who they like and who they kind of deal with. I'm, I'm not really tempted to say that's necessarily a, a... I don't know. It's kind of weird because I would do the same thing. I would choose someone who is similar to me because I understand that person. So it's kind of... Um, it makes it very hard for me to criticize even though I don't think it's right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah in that particular instance but then that kind of makes me a bit um what do you call it um hypocritical no I see what you mean I mean if I were in charge and I had to leave my company to somebody and there was a great woman there you know I would I would choose the woman (laughs) so is it you know it's it's true that's it's a fine line um and it's yeah good that you pointed that out I don't know you know I just think if the job if if you fit the job description and if you're qualified to do it, then you should get the job, you know, if you're black or white or if you're female or male or something in between, it doesn't matter if you're going to mm. do the job. If you're going to do a great job, then you should get it. That, you yeah. know, so, and if that is not... If at that moment, you know, you're a white male and you're going to do a great job, then, well, then he gets the job, you know? It's yeah. just it's just that if the white male is like 80% there and you have a, a black lady who's 100% there and then give it to the white male, no. Because <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not okay exactly. for that job. Yeah. Yeah, you'd want the best for your company, though, wouldn't yeah. you? And, and that's what always astounds me is that, like, instead of doing the best for the company, it's more about um, interhuman relations, which in the end makes sense because, I mean, we're humans and, and, and we work on relationships and society. That's how we kind of evolved. Um, but at the same time, if you're really a business person, um then you would choose what's best for your business. Mm -hmm. So um, that's always what kind of trips me up with those kinds of decisions. And I think you posted, I think you shared something from um, an Instagram account we both follow um, where it was like um, women, men apply for jobs when they have like 60% of the, um, uh, the needs or specifications or whatever the word is. And women wait until they meet 100% of the specifications a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was very interesting because, I mean, I have I have been taught by my parents to um, always say I can do something. And Even when you can't? <laughs> even when I can't. 
Ooh, that's interesting. Always say I can do something because you can learn it on the job. Yes, obviously. That's what I've been taught. And most often that is actually true. But I still, when I go in for things, I still feel insecure. I still, you know, I don't know if that's something that is feminine or if that is something that is normal because I mean I think I just feel a lot of the time um a lot of my um male friends just go into job interviews especially and they're just like well of course I can do I can learn that no problem I don't I don't Mm -hmm. just you know, well, that all, all we t- we said it before. It boils down to upbringing and the difference mm. in upbringing between male and female, and that you know they really push boys to be bolder and take mm. more chances and just be more. Uh, and and women are you know they're softer and we're not supposed to be so outgoing and oh you know she has opinions and ooh and we we're not learn you know we're not taught that so like you're saying it's if your family is progressive you know which is it's a conundrum because shouldn't we all be modern and progressive by now it's 2020 so the the fact that that word still exists and that we still feel the need to use it in you know a modern family where where people um try to give uh, well, try to give their daughters all the chances that their sons would have, you know. Um, so anyway, yes, I mean, I can go on yeah. a, a little rant. I would like to go on a little rant, actually, if you don't <laughs> mind. I think... I mean, I don't mind, but it, it just just to bring it back to the, the um, thingy with the CEOs, you were saying like that you see more female CEOs in the music industry now. Yes, and I'm going to I'm going to map that actually, and I will come back with a couple of facts in um, one of the next episodes mm-hmm. um, because I, I follow a couple of uh, industry newsletters, and I I have seen in the last couple of months slash a year or a year and a half that there are more um, a lot more women being put in in uh, higher positions, which is great. And, you know, why is this all of a sudden? Why does it, I, I just, it, yeah, I, it just felt like before it wasn't like that. And now you seem to, I start to notice that, oh, there's a woman again. Oh, another woman. Oh, this is great. And um, yeah, I just, I'm going to map that and, and see if we can do something yeah, around that's that. Yeah, really interesting. Um, but yeah, it all depends on culture as well. And I, I think it's an unconscious thing. You know, I don't think men are actively thinking about this. I mean, not most of them, but it's more like a primordial realization that if we're coming to do what they do and be equal and do their jobs, then how can they prove themselves? How does he impress his mate after that? You know, the problem is that the roles can't be switched up. So we can do what men do, but men can't do what women do. I mean, bear children. So we're effectively driving men into a corner and instinctively they react, which, I mean, to be honest, is totally normal. Um, maybe not in this modern society, but, you know, we're still human and we still have our base instincts that yeah. now have yeah. to be applied to a very intricate and emotionally I complicated... Mean, Anytime somebody says, oh, you can't do that, I would still go like, um, are you sure? <laughs> you <laughs> exactly. So it's the same the other way around. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, some, some men give in to these instincts more than others. And it takes a real man to step away from this uh, and mm. think rationally about, about it for this day and age, I think. And of course, of course, they know our brains are the same as theirs and that we are fully capable. It's just the question of which men feel threatened by it. And those are the ones that will call you a bitch and actively shun you. And I mean, I could go even further and say that this kind of behavior I mean, let's. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it might actually be a compliment because the guy is acting this way because he realizes your potential and he's scared. So, you know, it also means he has no spine and isn't man enough to face his fears. But you know, it's, it's yeah. I mean, I think with a, with some people it might be that. I think with um, a lot of guys, it's just. Um, it comes back to culture a lot of times yeah. and, and society and upbringing, just kind of intrinsic things that have been um, passed down from generation to generation that we don't actually realize. Um, and mm-hmm. so a lot of times when like when I do something that um, people are su- or men are surprised at because mostly women are like oh that's really cool I wish I could do that or oh yeah I did that yesterday or whatever you know but men would look at me and be like oh, this girl can really do it all I mean I can't but you know <laughs> but it's just it's it's so interesting because it's it's just it still always comes as a shock um for a obviously well i don't know yeah, if it's for some a lot, people if it's a it majority or a minority of men um i think people in my friendship circle nothing's a shock you know they're <laughs> they're very they're very progressive and open and and i have a very good friendship circle in that um sense but whenever i meet new people and talk a little bit about myself or just kind of am myself um I get very, very mixed reactions. And um, I think it's always interesting to see those reactions. Um, so, yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. It's, it's this very weird topic because I was thinking earlier, I was thinking, like, what does feminism actually mean to me? And it's... <laughs> Well, we've 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 it's talked hard. about it. We said, you know, it's 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 about not being expected to do things, to be free to do whatever you want, not being judged. Yeah. Um, and I think that is essentially what it is, um, for me. But it's also, it's I don't think I think about. I, I used to never think about this this that much until I started realizing what was actually when I came into the world as an adult. And I started realizing what people assumed of me mm-hmm. before knowing me or, um, um, you know, what people expected of me. And um, and I would just be there and I'd just be like, why? Why? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, the same, same so, for me. Yeah, so I'd never really thought about it that much. But then I think about when we were talking about how... Um, how in specific societies you can't put a woman in charge because the culture wouldn't accept it. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a whole different spectrum, a whole nother level that 
we don't of, think of our that fullness. as Europeans. <laughs> yeah. well, as Europeans, we don't think, we're not confronted with that from day to day. We're no. not confronted with that. So in a way, we're very liberal and free to do whatever we want. It's just um, our f- problems with fem- feminism are more um, less obvious and a little bit more deep set because we haven't, we've gotten rid of the obvious ones, yeah. but we haven't gotten rid of the deep set ones yet. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. I think that's, uh, um, it, it is very interesting in, in other uh, cultures to see, you know, reactions. And it's also very interesting. And I, I told you this the other day that, um, you know, I've been in such a culture and all of a sudden you you realize that you're so far from home <laughs> and that, you know, not, not like your home home, but your, your cultural home and that it's totally different in this country where you are and you you really as much as you're you know stomping on the table and you're with your fists and like hey i'm here and i'm a woman they just it it doesn't work that way there so mm-hmm. there's still a lot of work in in the rest of the world but yeah i'll i'll tell you about that in another episode um for the enter- entertainment industry actually uh feminism i mean it, feminism we're talking about being equal and everything but there's also this whole um awareness and and sexual harassment thing that has been going on for the past couple of years but i think you know we should put that under the same the same title because um it's you know it's it's, it's one thing related yeah, yeah it's it's related and i think it's this whole the, the whole movements of me too and times up and everything it has to do with feminism because it's the moment where women realized that you know we shouldn't uh we shouldn't not talk about it anymore we should talk about it and we should let it uh, you know let it be public and that's also um something that um you know has to do with choices uh a choice to express yourself and to to talk about what happened to you and 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 stuff like that i mean the past couple of years the entertainment industry has been a big catalyst i feel of awareness for sexual harassment in the workplace and i'm proud that the people who are the most in the public eye like celebrities and artists use their reach to expose this kind of behavior i mean what else do you have a global voice for basically yeah and I mean, I could be wrong, but you don't see this kind of thing going on in other industries. Like you don't see uh, the the medical industry going, yeah, we need more female surgeons now. Or an article about how many nurses are harassed by male doctors or something like that, you know. So I I think as an Mm -hmm. industry in the public eye, we're giving the right example as we should be. Oh, that's interesting. That is very interesting because that brings up the question whether it has to do with us being in the entertainment industry. So we're bound to a lot of things like newspapers and social media. And that is a platform. Those are platforms for us that are very important Mm -hmm. and have become so important in the last 10 years, which weren't necessarily there before. So um, I wonder if... um, if it's connected to um it's another form of entertainment because it's newsworthy that's actually oh, very definitely. interesting yeah it's definitely all entertainment but that's all we do <laughs> we entertain well. with our problems with our music mm. with our no no but seriously no it it, it is because yeah. 
you know, like Reeperbahn, they had, Mm -hmm. so this is a conference in Hamburg every year, a music conference. So they have this whole key change thing going on, um, which is, uh, you know, to change um, the balance of of, of females in, in, in positions in certain positions and in certain jobs in the music industry so they yeah, actively want to change yeah, yeah so lineups of festivals or or whatever like have it have it 50 50 or something like that but you you don't really see like a like i said like a medical congress and all the doctors going you know doing the same like oh we need a key change here as well because yeah or, or even in it in it it's you know notoriously there are not a lot of ladies going into mm. IT and you know why not I you know why wouldn't a, a, a woman be a great IT girl I, like IT guy you know yeah. <laughs> so it's 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 kind of you know it brought a lot to life I mean I don't know I, I looked up about the Me Too and the Time's Up movement just mm-hmm. to be sure of what I was saying and Me Too was actually started by a person called Tarana Burke back in 2006 on MySpace she's an activist okay so it was it was only when a model uh let me just check my files Amber Gutierrez, uh, when she exposed Weinstein, who was the boss of Miramax at the time, that the ball started rolling and it really got everyone's on everyone's radar. Um, and then a couple of years after that, Alyssa Milano, who's an actress, reacted to the whole thing as well on social media. This was in 2017. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Tirana probably did a great job she had some following and etc but it didn't really go global until people in the entertainment or music industry started fiddling with it you know and then following all of that the time's up movement i'm sorry you wanted to say something yeah no it's fine i I just wanted to let you speak no it's interesting because um it harvey weinstein that thing was a huge deal oh yeah huge deal it is a big deal it is it is i mean it is a big deal in general it just wasn't a it wasn't just a big deal for nothing but um it was this this huge thing that that and and we the the thing that shocked me most about the whole me too movement is that nobody sat there and said oh this is completely new to me yeah everybody (laughs) sat there and was like well of course Mm -hmm. we know this happens yeah, that's that's horrible, right? And you're like, well, why haven't you done anything about it before now? Mm-hmm. You know, why wait for a scandal? It's just, um, I, it's, yeah, that's always a question. I mean, it 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 starts when you know everybody everybody it starts the ball rolling when one person who is in the public eye, I think, says something, mm-hmm. and then everybody starts going literally, me too. And that's mm. what you need, that spark and that one ballsy person uh, that stands up for this thing. And I mean, even after that, so Tarana Burke was actually um, invited by um, uh, an, an actress, was it an actress? Yes, to the Golden Globes in 2018 to make a statement. And a lot of women actually had as their plus one uh an activist of some kind in you know in the like the feminist or in the the sexual harassment uh space um and to make a statement so after after all of that it just started growing and growing and growing and then you had all those speeches 
um, that we all that we've all seen. I mean, I I don't know if it's the difference between being a freelancer like an artist or an actor and basically working for somebody else with every project or being an employee of a company. I think um, if you're an employee of a company and you've been harassed, you don't want to lose your job, you know, harassed by your boss, for example. You, it's, it's very hard to come out with that story and not lose your job or leave that company people yeah. some people you know some people most people don't want to lose their jobs so they stay quiet i i think you can compare it with uh in the music industry with being with a label um you know most times the person who who was harassed harassed only comes out with it after the end of the contract with the label which is kind right. of the equivalent of not wanting to lose your job because they have a lot to lose yeah. when they're still with yeah. the label um and then you have a lot of people reacting oh but this happened three years ago why didn't why did you wait until now to say something but Mm-hmm. it's a big step to come out with something like this and say you've been sexually harassed and that you've been a victim basically it's it's admitting it's not an easy thing to confess and and afterwards you know you've got like a sign on your forehead of being weak or stupid or getting yourself into the situation in the first place and what were you wearing and did you deserve it uh, or yeah. did you ask for it so no women don't i think admit to something like that just for fun or for getting back at somebody or for going to court and you know hoping to win a lot of money with that Mm. it's it's um you know what i think is the most um the most um distressing thing that happens when you you say oh you know i was sexually harassed i think the most um distressing thing is being um again being labeled as the person who complains yeah true right so you're because often uh, one of uh, women's gender stereotypes is that we're whiny mm. we complain a lot we can't deal with things yeah you know so i think that is one of the things that's one of the first things people say or i have heard said when you know it's me too it's like oh complaining you know why the, and then it, that it kind of goes into the thing why are they complaining now you know it's like why complain oh yeah that's kind of the why are you complaining now kind of hides the why are you complaining aspect of the whole question yeah you know adding the now takes away the kind of why but that's essentially what that question means to me yeah um, I, I don't think women admit to these things unless they actually you know, unless it has actually happened, because the stakes are just too high. The backlash, the backlash is too much for it to be like a manipulation or to get back at somebody. I, 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 I don't believe in that. I think if somebody says this, unless obviously they're they've lied about other things or whatever, you know, as well, a woman, there's always the odd one out. But as a rule, yeah, you don't put yourself through that. No. You don't put yourself through the potential humiliation or um, the backlash, or the people who will tell you, oh, this never never happened anyway, the people trying to, um, trying to make you feel bad and trying to make you feel small, you don't put yourself through that unless you actually have had that experience. Yeah. 
and yeah. you want justice and you don't the thing is most women go through and, and and speak up so that no other woman has to go through that yeah that is the consensus and that is something that i find women do right a lot of the time is that oftentimes obviously not always but oftentimes with things like these we are speaking out so that we can save others from the same fate it's not for our benefit you know yeah, it's not like exactly. we don't want the the money like we don't want the the, the, the attention infamy. around it the attention yeah, around it we I mean. just want other women to be able to feel safe <laughs> in their workspace you know so yeah yeah oh, wow i think that's all for today you guys it was a long one <laughs> it's it's a heavy subject and i think it's yeah. um it's a bit more clear in my head now, I think. Yeah. Mm, I, I yeah. I, I, I loved our conversation. Thank mm. you so much. So, uh, yes, thank you for tuning in to Unboxing Women and be sure to connect with us on our socials, uh, which you can find in the show notes. Send us a DM or let us know your personal experience with the has hashtag such a bitch. I have a banner for that. Here we go. Ta-da. And uh, <laughs> so, um, yes, join the movement and let's make some changes around here, not only for women, but also for men. <laughs> Good changes. I'm not talking exactly, about negative yeah. changes. My name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose and this is a bi-weekly show. Our next episode will be in two weeks time, same time, same place. So thanks again for listening and we will see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.